Now let's sing together our song of preparation, number seven, 723, shall we? Thank you, God, for the word that you have. Now open our ears and our minds and our hearts to that that you wish, wish us to love. And I pray as your servant that I would be pleased that you would make peace the way the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable and pleasing to you, O God. We know this story well. Mary and Martha are disciples of Jesus. And he has been welcomed into their homes. He has come after teaching, after commissioning the 72 to go out two by two and begin to spread the word and cast out demons and bring healing and do all of the things that Jesus had been teaching them to do, saying, go and do likewise. And they're coming back with all the stories about how everything has happened. We hear Jesus teaching about loving your neighbor. And we hear his story of the Good Samaritan. And so they've entered into this home as guests. Perhaps a time of refreshment, a time to kick back, be with their friends, rest a little bit. But always, as Jesus did, always to teach what God would have them to know. And so as we're thinking about this passage... So often we think about whether we are a Martha or a Mary. How many of us identify with Martha, the one who's in the kitchen, the one who's getting everything prepared, yeah, some begrudging hands going up, getting everything ready. I mean, Jesus is the biggest story to happen to the town in a long time. He's coming here and how honored they must have felt to have the master, the rabbi in their home. And there was so much to be done to get the meal ready. And then there's Martha, Martha doing all of the work. There's Mary sitting attentively. Where are my Marys who likes to just sit at the so often we draw this line in the sand and we say you need to be a Mary or you need to be less of a Martha and just focus on Jesus but the truth is it wasn't the doing that was preventing Martha from entering into the moment no, what, what's happening is she's going to Jesus and saying, Teacher, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to prepare the table all by myself? Tell her to help me. How many times have you said that about someone in your family? Tell them to help me. I don't even know how many times that comes to my attention in my house in any given week. And Jesus says, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. 
One thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the better part, and he taken away from her. She's distracted by many things. Leighton Ford, who wrote a wonderful book called The Attentive Life, he talks about Martha and Mary, and he talks about how they are, you know, so many examples of who we strive to be and who we try not to be in our discipleship. But at the core of this problem is what the Latin word is, distractus, distractus, to draw or pull apart. It's pulling away because deep down, we know that there is a fundamental goal that's taking place, and yet Martha's being distracted from the goal. Her goal is to be hospitable. Her goal is to provide a place of refreshment and a place of nourishment for Jesus and his disciples, to be welcoming to all of them, but she's being pulled away from that by her anger, by her being worried, not so much about the tasks, but about how her sister isn't helping in the task. She's confused by all of these conflicted emotions that are taking place and all of the worries that are happening. It's her distraction, not her doing, not her busyness so much, but her being distracted that is keeping her from being truly present in the moment with Jesus Christ. Now, we hear about a lot of distraction in our world today because as there's more and more information that's flung at us from day to day, it's harder for us to process everything that's happening. And there's even a word for it. Linda Stone, who is a researcher for Microsoft, calls it, calls it this. She says, it's continuous partial attention. We think that we can get so much done at the same time, but there's really only one thing we can focus on at a time. Amen? And there comes the sense that you have to be committed fully to what you're doing at any given moment. And if something else is pulling you away from that, you're experiencing that partial attention. And what we have more and more in our world is a lack of space to truly be attentive to the things that are important. To have space for silence. Sit in the quiet, in the stillness. And just be present. Breathe. How many of you were thinking about something else at that moment? Hopefully not. It was just two breaths. But reality is, you might have been thinking, oh, that reminds me, I've got to get my pills refilled that help me breathe. <laughs> that reminds me, I've got to clean the humidifier, get a new filter for the air system. We have all of those thoughts that go into our brain, and that's that continuous partial attention. We're always being pulled in so many different directions. And here, Martha had this moment where she had 
the Lord in her presence. And while she was going through all of these household routines, Ford says, she was missing the eternal, the visitation of the eternal God was right there in her presence, and she missed it. We get into this dichotomy of active life versus the contemplative life. But truthfully, so much of what we do can still be focused on Christ if everything we do has that attention to Jesus' presence in our midst. So what I'm saying today is, don't say, I'm not going to do all my housework because I need to sit at the feet of Jesus. That's the excuse I'm going to use if you come in my kitchen right now. <laughs> but, how is it that we go about doing the things that we do? One of my favorite writers is Brother Lawrence. He had this simple way of being in the world where he recognized everything he did was a practice of the presence of God. So when he would chop potatoes in the monastery kitchen, it was an act of worship for him. So he was focused on Jesus' presence with him at that moment. He wasn't saying, where are all the brothers in these monasteries? Why aren't they chopping potatoes with me? getting distracted by that, the way Martha was with her sister. He didn't do that. He just said, you know, this was an opportunity for him to be with his Lord. And more recently, writer Barbara Brown Taylor has talked about that, talking about, um, she wrote a beautiful book called An Altar in the World. And she speaks about how something so simple as her putting the linens um, that she has brought out of the wash onto the line outside to dry in the sunlight, how that that could be a moment of gratitude and a moment of worship. But it's about being attentive to how God is present with us in the midst of all of those routines that we have. And so Martha could have very easily been preparing the table and still listening to Jesus. But she didn't have room for that because she was too busy distracted by her anger directed at her sister. We have to find a way to make our activities attentive to Christ's presence in them. And that's how we can recognize that everything we do is surrounded by the God who made us. The God who created us and who invites us to be in a relationship with him. If we can have him at the center of everything that we do and refocus our hearts, then we won't find ourselves being distracted. I don't think it's any coincidence that this story happens right here in between all of the busyness of going out into the world that the, the disciples had gone about, um, the things that they had seen and experienced, and them coming and asking Jesus to step out of prayer. Because in the end, it's not all of the activity that truly forms our souls. It's all of the ways that we sit at the feet of our Lord and recognize His presence in the midst of everything. And faith is much simpler than we make it. We complicate. 
so often. But faith is truly about being a disciple who sits at the Jesus. Whether it's while we're washing our dishes or while we're sitting with the Word of God in the Scriptures, everything we do, if we're attentive to Christ around us, can be a moment of worship. And so think about those places in your life where you get distracted. Think about all of the ways that you let other things creep into the time that you want to spend with our loving God. And consider how it is that each and every one of us can be a little more attentive to what God is doing in our midst and be focused on Christ as our center. Thanks be to the God who invites us into that relationship with him and who asks us to welcome him into our homes and into our lives and to everything that we need. Thanks be to God. Amen. Would you pray with me? Holy God, we get so distracted by all of the things we have to accomplish all of the details we need to check off of a list. Help us to see that you're walking beside us, even in the midst of our work. Help us not to be divided in our attention toward you, but to welcome your presence and to spend the time with you at the center of all that we do. May our lives be an offering to you in the name of Christ, our risen Lord. Amen. Now we have the privilege of bringing to God our offering.